uh, we touched on beef uh, briefly there, but Michael, I think we're over to you now to explore the beef industry in more detail. Thank you very much, Mark. Yes, the beef industry is always another story, it seems, when we look at it every month or two, of where are prices, are they still at record levels? And if we're starting to sound like a broken record, then we can't help it. Beef prices, the benchmark Eastern Young Cattle Indicator has yet again hit another level. It's gone through 1,040 cents a kilogram uh, to hit a record of 10.42 cents at the start of October 2021 and continues to rise. What's pushing it up at the moment? Well, basically a lot of the same factors that we've seen before. It's definitely being pushed by the restockers who are paying a higher price than the processors and the feedlotters. They're not the majority of buyers. The feedlotters at the moment are the majority of buyers, which is another story. But the restockers are seeing the onset of the spring weather with good rain, meaning more feed out there and therefore a chance to build their own uh, herds on their own places up more and more. So those prices continue to get pushed up by, by people building their farms again. On the other side, that demand side, and it's the geopolitical issues or some of the global uh, export issues which have really impacted that one more and more. Some of them have made the headlines, others not as much as they should have. We in the beef industry are all aware of over the past few months, Argentina temporarily stopping all its beef exports to keep a lid on its domestic beef prices and ensure there was enough beef for its own domestic consumers and then starting exports again, but to a much reduced degree. And remember that Argentina has exported a lot more beef to big markets like China than Australia has in recent years. Recent weeks have seen Brazil really come to the forefront. Brazil temporarily suspended its own exports to China after discoveries of BSE in two cows, but discovery nevertheless. And China, whilst uh, in the past having resumed exports of Brazilian beef after BSE scares after two weeks, still hasn't, uh, as of today, taken back Brazilian beef. Not only that, but another of a, a number of other major beef importers in the world, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Indonesia, Iran, have all banned Brazilian beef as well. What does this mean for Australian producers, processors and feedlotters? It means that the nervousness about world beef availability is still there. It means the nervousness about needing to procure reliable and safe supplies of beef will have gone up even more. And that puts Australia at the forefront once again. So what does it mean for prices going forward? It means that Australian beef will be in demand. It means that supply will be tight because the restocking continues. So don't look for a huge downward pressure on price anytime soon. It's a, well, I mean, I, I must say, um, for a, a Western Victorian at heart, you must be very excited, I would have thought, with all of that at the upcoming wiener sale potential into the summer. Absolutely. And interesting, as I say, we head into spring with good forecasts for good rain going forward and temperatures to get warmer. If we look back over the past few months, we certainly can't complain about lack of rain, but things were possibly slightly colder than we thought it would be. So the feed could have been better, but now looking good. We're looking to some very healthy cattle out there. 
We often see in the last couple of months of the year that prices go down slightly when a lot of cattle come onto the market as producers think about that there may be slightly less feed in the summer. But you are absolutely right. When those weaner sales happen across Victoria, across New South Wales and South Australia in January, when the restockers are out, when the new corporate investors in the beef supply chain are out as well to restock and take advantage of this confidence, we could potentially some of the highest prices paid in some of these sales that we've seen in a very long time, possibly ever, and really continuing that confidence in the beef sector. Yeah, and the restockers are still really active in the market, I guess, um, for all of this rebuild and the high prices that we thought were the highest prices, even going back a year or two, you're buying into a longer cycle often. What do you think about the next two or three years as opposed to the next six or 12 months when it comes to those prices being paid and the risk or opportunity that comes with that? Well, we go back to the the super basics of, of fundamentals of prices, supply and demand, even less than economics 101, perhaps economics one. As far as the supply goes, it's going to depend on the rain. The outlook is good at the moment, but every day we are one day closer to the next drought, wherever it may be. So if we're talking the next year or two, things are looking reasonably good at the moment as uh, the, the outlook for production and feed continues to be good. And while grain prices have gone up because of world markets, there's still enough grain out there to make the economics of feedlots combined with strong demand for grain-fed beef, particularly from Japan and Korea, good. So that side of it is looking good. Let's take the demand side, and obviously export demand drives so much of cattle prices and producer and processor confidence at the moment. Those lingering fears about food safety coming out of some of Australia's competitors aren't going to go away in a hurry. They never do. They can take decades, as the European beef exporters will tell you. So that means confidence for the Australian market. At the same time, as so many economies come out of the big COVID disruptions and learn to live with the new normal, expect in particularly Asian markets demand for beef to go up again, so that bodes well. So we always have cautious optimism, but it's reasonable optimism. Thanks very much, Michael.